you yell Barracuda. Everybody says, huh? What? You yell shark. We've got a panic on our hands on the 4th of July. Welcome to the next episode of the Monster Cast. I am joined here today by two new guests. If you guys want to introduce yourselves, we can go down the line in the order of the Discord. Oh, hey. Yes, I'm Aaron, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, the world's number one race in New York song, Jimmy Fallon Defender. Yes. <laughs> I am so proud of my title. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> And do you uh, want to I guess oh yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, I'm not, Timmy. I, I'm not used to this, but hi, I'm Timmy. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what else um to say that there's a lot to me. I, I don't have like an interesting title like that. But hi, I'm I'm very happy to be here. Thanks for inviting us, Justin. Oh no, of course. I'm glad to have you guys on. Um, so this one is just, it's not as long as the last episode, which, oh, by the way, I gotta make a quick disclaimer, um, for anybody listening from Spotify or Apple Music or anything, our last episode, or our episode three, has to actually be an exclusive to YouTube because of how fucking massive the file size in Anchor just breaks whenever you try to put it on there. So we can't get it on anything else. So it's just staying to YouTube. Uh, we did a three-hour Halloween Horror Nights special for our third episode to celebrate Halloween Horror Nights 30. A comedy comes in threes with me, our other main host, Christopher, and, of course, Jess and Cece from the Scream Queens and see you at the movies. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot. We thought we were just going in for, like, you know, like, oh, a little hour thing. Let's talk about the spec map. No, it went on for three fucking hours. And not, I was shocked. not shocked <laughs> yeah we didn't realize how in sync me and jess actually were with our energy until we recorded oh so it was it was it was insane when it comes to haunts and horror you like you can't put us in the same room because we'll go on forever but yeah, yeah it, it was a lot of Me fun. <laughs> yeah, good content. Yeah, good. Yeah, very good content. The episode was well received, <laughs> so at least that. Awesome. Yeah. So, say before we jump into everything, how are you guys? How's everything going? How's life? I'm life. good. Just yeah. living my life, working, uh, tired all the time, but thriving. <laughs> Yeah, as we all are. Yep, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> just the same. I mean, it's. I mean, it is my birthday today, so. Yeah, it's your birthday. Else. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, it's my birthday. It's Mother's Day, so it's a lot of festivities. But. Um, it's the day I'm, I'm he officially be becomes a mother. 
Yeah, I mean, I am the mom friend, so it makes sense <laughs> in the end that my exactly. birthday would fall on Mother's Day. So. Yeah. And I'm always the dad friend, so I still have another month. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we, but we, yeah, it is Mother's Day as we're recording this, but you know, we made sure to get everything through, spend time with the families and everything, so don't worry. We're not, we're not slaving to Discord <laughs> for an episode. <laughs> No, never. No. Yeah. yeah, so it's a any housekeeping or plugs you guys want to get through first, or do you want to just save that for the end and get right into it? We can um, just get right into it. Yeah. All right, sure. So we're going to start off with our, with our segment called The Main Attraction. It's just general park news, you know, kind of start the day off, get everything going. So I have a little bit of news from both coasts, from Hollywood and Florida this time around. Uh, the first one is that Universal Studios Hollywood reopened. It officially reopened with, you know, a ton of COVID protocols and actually got to go when it first opened. And it was a lot of fun. They actually handled it surprisingly well. That's really good to hear. Yeah, but I know the main, yeah, the main drive is they open technically with two new attractions, one brand new and one updated because it was, let's be honest, it was unfinished when it first opened, but (laughs) now it's done and it's ready. And that is Secret Life of Pets, um, Off the Leash and Jurassic World. And have you guys seen anything for either of them? Yeah, I've seen, (laughs) oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I've seen a little bit of both. I don't really have much interest in Secret Life of Pets. Um, not just because I don't really care for... I, I mean, I, I kind of want to see the movie, but um, w- what I've heard about how like the attraction is not exactly um, uh, uh, all sizes friendly, that kind of puts me off um, to that. Oh, because actually, it's a I can, actually, hang on real quick. Coming from somebody who's very big, I actually fit on the ride just fine, surprisingly. Oh wow! Yeah the the leg the leg room the leg room is a little bit squish, but I actually fit just fine. And I've seen people much bigger and much smaller than me fit on it just fine too. It looks uncomfortable from the outside, but once you're actually in the ride, it's surprisingly a pretty comfy fit. Well, damn. Well, I. I have been mistaken. I also am very tiny, so I'm just hearing it from other people. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I, I, I cannot speak from experience. I, I will say it right yeah. now. I I am five foot ten and I weigh 120 pounds. Like <laughs> I, I I am not one to speak from experience on on that. But I I don't like to hear it and I don't like to see it. And Universal yeah. has a, a really really bad history of it. Like yeah, I, I mean I've experienced I'm it myself. I, the only ride in the entirety of the Risen World of Harry Potter that I fit on is Hagrid's. I, yeah. I don't fit on anything else, but it is what it is. It's not even because of my like. It's not even because of fat. I have extremely broad shoulders, so like with Forbidden Journey, I don't fit in the box. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm too wide. I'm not even too like, you know, like too big. I'm just too wide. Yeah, that's like um, uh, not not to go off like, off a little off topic, but um, at Disney with like Flight of Passage, like yeah. I've seen I've seen like some people that like generally like don't fit on certain things like be fine, but the people that that struggle are kind of the ones who are like stocky and built. 
because of just like the way the attraction is. Um, yeah, like I fed off fighter passes just fine, but it also knocks the wind out of me every single time I go on it. So I kind of limit how many times I do it. Yeah. But yeah, no, yeah, it is what it is. I, I'm. I hope that things get better. But I'm glad with between Hagrid's and Velocicoaster, which we'll get to in a bit. Uh, we are getting a. They are starting to lean more a bit towards being more accessible to everyone. So I do appreciate yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah, and the Secret Life of Pets could have easily been a haunted mansion Omni Mover, like you know, bigger, bigger like seats and stuff, but. I mean, I can't speak for everyone. I have no idea what other experiences are, but me personally, and for what I've seen from other people, it's 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 accommodating enough, if that makes sense. <clears throat> like it's about okay. standard Universal ride. It looks a bit unsnug, but once you actually go on the actual ride, it, it feels fine for the most part. So, do you get adopted? Uh, yes, you do. And fun little tidbit about it. Um, at the very end of the ride, like, I guess spoilers for how whoever cares about spoilers about a Secret Life of Pets ride, um, you do get adopted, and it's one of the only screen elements of the ride of a family, like, following you and, like, picking, like, oh, it's you. But the families are completely generated, like, randomly generated. So you can all you can get, like, you know, like a lesbian couple or, like, a dad and a dad and stuff like that. Like, it's completely at random oh, to anybody. And it's really that. sweet. <sighs> Gay rights the attraction. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Actually, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> like you can get like two dads or two moms or like you know like interracial family. Like yeah, it's completely randomized and it's great. That's I love that. so cute. I didn't even realize that. I just knew like somebody said like, "Oh, you you get adopted," and I was like, "That's a concept." But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. That's a choice, but I love it. Yeah, that's a choice. <laughs> yeah, that's a choice. But yeah, no. Like, overall, it's a good ride. It's not the best like dark ride Universal's ever done because that's ET. But right. but it's but it's it's really Thank good. Thank you. For what it is. Thank you. Correct. Say it louder for the people in the back. Okay, like ET is the best dark ride Universal's ever made, and I will not be taking questions at this time. Period. <laughs> No questions from us. Yeah. Nope. I mean, we just, will not disagree. Just that forest smell alone, as soon as it hits you, it's just, uh, it's perfect. Uh, I miss her. <laughs> yeah, and surprisingly enough, Secret Life of Pets actually has some smells throughout the ride, too, just like E.T. It's kind of subtle, but it does. So bad. Yeah, so like like basic stuff like when you're in like the fireworks factory, it smells kind of like smoke and fog, or like when you're at like you know like the washing place where all the pets are getting all clean and stuff, it smells like like soap and you know things like that and just like small little subtle things. That's really uh, cool. yeah, it's fun. But the Goliath attraction is not Secret Life of Pets; it's actually the now finished Jurassic World the attraction, which is a fucking godsend to Universal Studios. I am obsessed. <laughs> I like there are like probably they're not like too too many reasons why I would uh visit um Universal Hollywood just because of what has happened to it over the years. But what they did with this attraction to kind of update it and differentiate it from the original um Jurassic Park, I like the additions are perfection and 
I I can't I can't stop watching the videos. <laughs> I oh, I, yeah. I want to ride it so bad. Like, <laughs> I I love the shift of when Jurassic World first opened and it was the early beta version of it. I guess we can call it. The general consensus in Florida was no keep our Jurassic Park preserve River Adventure just the same as it was. And then everybody saw the big boy, the Indominus Rex, and I've been seeing more. You know what? Jurassic World would be fine here. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, I it's love much that, more of a shift. Yeah, I love that they updated the finale to have it be the battle between the Indominus Rex and the T Rex. Like it, it's perfect. Oh yeah, it's great. Well, like mainly it's just like you know the Indominus is there, like it actually walks up to the cliff and like it's roaring and trying to eat you, and then the T Rex comes out. And usually, if you're trying to focus on the drop, that's the last thing you see. But if you have that window to look up. Right before the drop, if you have that like three second frame, you see they actually look at each other, like roaring each other, and there it looks like they're about to clash their heads, and then you drop. That's amazing. So cool. Yeah, so they even accounted for giving you something to look at right before you drop because you get to see the beginning of the actual fight, which is really cool. That's yeah. Oh my God. I mean, ours could definitely use an update. Um, yeah, the only yeah. Said. The only thing is that if they want to do that finale for Jurassic Park, um, I feel like the drop space in Islands of Adventure looks a lot more cramped than the Hollywood one. Yeah. So I'm wondering how they would fit both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure, but that ride just needs some love. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Any kind of update. Even if it's not the same. Even if they keep... Oh, sorry, I mean, well, like, yeah, I mean, I know like they did like a sprucing like recently, but I feel like it didn't do much because I didn't notice. Was, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I wrote it for the first time. Um, I've been going to Universal for years, but for some reason, I never rode um, River Adventure, and I wrote it for the first time. Uh, like a little bit before um everything shut down. Um, back in the beginning of twenty twenty, and. I could just tell like how much in disrepair it was. And I, I've been on like dinosaur and indie, which both like break down like a lot and needed some love for like quite a bit of time. (laughs) And, um, this was even worse. It was just like, Ooh, just like give her something like she deserves it. Like she's an icon. Um, just, Fixed up a bit. Like, I, I don't need Jurassic World. I don't need, like, that full update because I still would like kind of Jurassic Park to be still yeah. featured in the in the park. But, like, give her, like, a whole, like, maybe, like, shut her down for, like, six months and, like, actually, like, do, like, an overhaul. Yeah, even if they just do what they did with the T-Rex and Jurassic Park where they just kind of oiled it up a little bit and gave it a bit of a fresh coat of paint. And it looks, it mm-hmm. looks like, as smooth as it used to, like, way back in the day. Like, all it really needs is a little bit of a spruce up, and it's good mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm wondering if they would take the Jurassic World direction if they were going to update it, or if they want to preserve Jurassic Park. I mean... It's hard to say, because of yeah. the tribute store, and then, like, some things yeah. that were said the yeah, on, on the Velocicoaster, yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess before we go on to Velocicoaster, we can talk about yeah they're doing a Jurassic World tribute store. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, is my yes. question. Uh, <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> I mean, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Like, I've seen the old Mar the Mardi Gras from, like, way back. Not this year. I, I heard this year's was fantastic, but last year's was also great. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I've seen two HHN tribute stores, the one from 29 and then um, from Light. Like, they, they always they always do a good job. I'm sure, Aaron, you've seen, like, plenty more. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've but, seen my fair share. I've been around but, since oh, they first started tribute stores. Oh, wow. Wait, didn't I they start? The in the, yes, in 25. Yeah, in the 25. Twister. Uh, gift oh. shop was when they first had it. It was wonderful. Oh yeah. Oh yes, they did have one. Of it, have one in twenty six. Oh my god, how did I forget about that? I just oh it was yeah. it was small. It was small. For, it oh, was like yeah. one room. It was like you walked in and you walked out. <laughs> and they I had guess, to like mo monitor. Yeah, people. yeah. It was. I guess. I guess my biggest fallback here is like if I was like the biggest Jurassic Park person in the world, like obviously I'd be stoked, right? But I feel like every time they do a tribute store, it has something to do with something that's going on in that park. Yeah. And it's not in Islands. So I'm a little confused. Yeah, I mean, it's, as far as I know, we're not getting a Jurassic World ride in Universal Florida. So I don't. Hmm. I, I mean, they, be they better not. I mean, the only thing, unless they're replacing Fast and Furious, then I am all for yeah, it. Yeah, replace Go it with literally uh, anything. Replace it with that Indiana Jones looking ride that they're building for Jurassic World down at the new part. <laughs> Give us Graveyard Review back. That's what I want. <laughs> yes. Please. Well, what I've been thinking is use that Blue Man Group building to either bring a Beetlejuice maze or a Ghostbusters maze year round. I love it. I, I also like the idea of the Beetlejuice musical being moved yes, in there as like too. kind of a full-time thing. We actually thing. talked about that during the Horror Night special. Yes, I remember you guys bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, that yeah. or the creature from the Black Lagoon musical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> bring back Spider-Man. Bring back Spider-Man rocks. Oh, please. Give me, <laughs> give me sexy Spider-Man for like absolutely no reason. I, I need it. And Spider-Man <laughs> costume with the unnecessary bulge. <laughs> I, I oh, mean, <laughs> you know, look him respectfully, Timmy. darling. <laughs> <laughs> I Timmy's like, like no. I have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, also we need to, to stop the episode right yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. I need to leave. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's been fun. We've I had a fun episode. We got to shut it off. <laughs> <laughs> I think of like that video, like, I had a good time. We have fun. And like, the, like you know, like they look like go. I don't know if you've seen that video. It, it was on like Twitter for like a long time. I think I have. Or like in mm. the in the Simpsons of Marge being like, "Oh, you're right. This was the best vacation ever." Now let us never speak of it ever again. <sighs> but yeah, um, right. so, so yeah, so I guess back to it. They are doing a Jurassic World tribute store, but more importantly, they did team member pass holder and now soft open Velocicoaster. Woohoo! <sighs> Have you guys seen anything I on that yet? I did it. Oh, we got a, we got a first-hand basis. What do you think? Um, I don't really remember anything. <laughs> so I just got on it. I was excited. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't expect any. I went on at night, too, so I don't know if this, like, extra confused me. But it, it was so fun. I felt like I was going to fall out a lot, <laughs> which added to how fun it was. But it's... <laughs> it's definitely like a great roller coaster. Like I really loved it. I can't yeah. wait to go back again and like actually 
figure out what's going on because I was just, I think, overwhelmed entirely. Yeah, I heard the Mosasaurus role is making everybody's souls leave their body in the Islands Adventure Lagoon. Yeah, my mask almost fell off. Oh, no. Like, several times. My mask almost fell off on Jurassic World, so I can't imagine how it's going to hold up on that. Barely. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to hold my mask on on Hulk. <laughs> that was that was an experience. How that? Oh goes. yeah, I I'm pretty sure that was the first time I ever like almost blacked out on like an attraction because I had to move my head forward to reach my hand, and oh, so my God. my head wanted to go back and oh. I kept it there. So it started like really fucking oh. with me. It was a really strange experience. It was it was kind of cool, but like I kind of had a headache when I got off. So um, yeah. But uh, I'm so I'm so fucking excited. This looks like the sexiest ride ever built. Oh yeah, I, I mean, it is. I'm not even a roller coaster person, and even I agree. Like, yeah, no, the track is fucking sexy. Yeah, I love roller coasters. So, like, I was, you know, but I don't know any of the terms for roller coasters. If that makes sense, like, I re- I respect them. I love riding them. But like, it, somebody could talk coaster talk to me, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah sure Co- coaster what's go an intamin <laughs> yeah I'm like intamin that's like a donut yeah <laughs> like I don't know what's going on intamin I didn't know you were into men <laughs> tragically um. yeah unfortunately <laughs> yeah unfortunately <laughs> uh, well I lucked out being on every every spectrum of the plane so there you go yeah okay, I'm, pen- yeah. I'm pansexual so I'm I'm covered. I'm at least I'm at least seventy five percent covered. Good. That's good. Yeah, but I'm tragically yeah. straight. We're, so. we're, we're both stuck. Straight. Me and Aaron yeah. first. <laughs> I'm attracted to men at what cost? <laughs> yeah. So. I, I mean as I say as I quote in um the TikTok video, I I do not like men. I am attracted to men. Get away from me. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> But there's a difference. Yeah. <laughs> Just to like circle back, like I my initial thought was like this is so much better than Mako cuz Mako's like my favorite roller coaster. Yeah, that's and what I'm I've been actually hearing from gonna, everyone. Yeah, I'm actually going to go back to SeaWorld tomorrow and just kind of like closer upon like closer review like figure out which one's actually my favorite cuz they both have airtime, which I really enjoy. So I mean, that's what I'm excited for. Yeah, it's so fun, dude. Like, uh, I'm I'm driving my mom on it when we, when she comes down with me, my <laughs> yeah. my almost six year old mother. I'm like, we're doing it, and she's like, <laughs> and she's like, uh, I mean, I'm kind of nervous. I might not force her because I know she kind of got really fucked up by um, uh, dueling dragons. Um, yeah, dueling dragons fucked me up. <laughs> it, it that was an experience. Um. <laughs> But I hopefully you should be able to do it because I, I think it would be something like at least doing once. Hey, yeah. but like she can still go through the queue. Yeah, that's true. Like amazing. So, oh, speaking of the queue, can we talk about the new locker system? Because, oh, yeah. yes, uh, like, I'm here for it. Like, I love taking pictures of stuff, and I know like everybody's posted like the same picture of the raptor statue, <laughs> but I yeah. wanted my own picture of the raptor statue, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to, because I I lost my glasses, like my actual prescription glasses on Hulk one time. So like I have 
zero percent chance of taking anything on a ride with me like i'm terrified i'm absolutely Same. terrified of wearing sunglasses like even the mask thing kind of freaks me out because i'm like i i won't wear my jaws masks on rides because i don't want to lose them <laughs> yeah but like um i love the, ro- the locker system because you can kind of like you know keep your stuff together and you don't have to worry about it until you get you know to the ride entrance basically and it's nice because then you can like you know have your phone on you and not have to worry and i just it's it's a really cool system i do see it getting a little bit um stopping the line a bit just because you kind of go into this room and you put it in the locker and i just feel like it's going to get a little uh testy i guess when it officially opens but we'll see how that goes See, I just like the fact that it's you put your stuff in and then it gets pushed through to the other side when you come mm-hmm. out. Yeah, that's really cool. I've just I've dealt with the universal locker system and I hate it so much coming from someone who spent so much time at Disney where they like build their rides with the intention of you being able to bring your stuff on the ride with you and it being safe. So Universal like threw me and I just the the only one that I think uh like with like how it just is that it's like it's it never gets congested is Mummy, um which is my favorite attraction probably in the entire resort, um, but like uh Forbidden Journey and um, uh Gringotts like it's just an it's just a madhouse and it's all those are the worst. I hate the Forbidden Journey lockers. They feel and they feel like a, they feel like an underground like sweaty gym locker room. Like I hate it. Yeah. Yeah, it I just, oh. yeah, it I actually like unfortunately was last time I went on Forbidden Journey it was a couple years ago actually because it <laughs> does make me sick unfortunately. Like I love my spider baby. I want to see Aragog so bad, but like it yeah. makes me nauseous. So, I actually forgot what locker my stuff was in. So, I'm oh. in the middle of this congested locker room looking for somebody to help me and panicking. Like, it was bad. I've heard the outdoor lockers that they added are a little better, but still. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I appreciated the locker system just because it does seem a little more um, organized, but I also am afraid it's going, it's not going to get congested, but just kind of like hold the lineup a little bit. But I guess that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it is, it is, you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, overall, it seems like a really great ride. I don't really like coasters that much. Like, I'm kind of like a little, not really like terrified of them, but like a little like uneasy with them because I've had bad experiences. But I'll probably check this one out at least once. I want to knock it out at least once. Yeah. I think everybody yeah. should ride it at least once. Yeah. For me, it's very selective what roller coasters I actually like. Like, I like, like, I like Hagrid's and like Space Mountain and stuff like that, but. I'm not big of like a drop coaster. It's like I don't like Hulk, but I do like Hagrid's. So it's like it's honestly my mind is very selective and it's kind of picky with mm-hmm. them, which ones I can handle, which ones I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm like a baby coaster fan because I used to be terrified, but now I like love them um, because I I also I do love Hulk so goddamn much despite that <laughs> one really weird experience. Yeah. Um, but I, I also do have like kind of like a personal thing with this because a bunch of my old coworkers when I worked um back at Disney are now working Velocicoaster. So like I'm like oh, wow. it's not just so it's not just getting to ride it, but also getting to see them because I haven't seen 
a lot of them in over like a year. Um, so if you like, um, one of them, she was um when they started like releasing photos of um team members on the ride, um she was like in the front row, um, <laughs> and one of, the, one of my close friends, and I was like, oh my god, and like I was gonna tag her, but I'm like, I'm like she probably already has seen this, like I- I'm gonna be obnoxious, um, but like I. I mean, the ride just looks so freaking cool. And I, I'm ready to kind of like do more intense stuff. And everyone says this is probably like the most intense ride in the park. So I'm like, I'm kind of ready to step up. And I, I'm I'm going to be like nervous like you, Justin. Like I, I still get like shaky legs on like everything. Like I, I still kind of get it on rocking. And I've done that with the lights on, which is probably the most terrifying experience ever I'm in my life <laughs> oh yeah oh, no, rocking oh. rocking is more mortifying with the lights on than the lights off yeah because uh. the, the track is so close like i didn't expect yeah. that it's like space mountain 2.0 oh okay so i've done space mountain with the lights on it, it's it's really not that great <laughs> it you kind know, of makes the ride not like less it's, scary like it's even it's even worse at disneyland trust me disneyland it makes it scarier because you don't realize how close everything is to you until you're right there i straight up because i have long i have long arms i cannot put them up because they will smack the railing at the top it's that close yeah. to you yeah i i mean well disneyland has like double seats and I, i've been on disneyland too <laughs> yeah. um which i i i, I don't prefer it as much as most people do, but I do prefer when it's hyperspace. Yes, I actually prefer when it's cry. ghost. Ga- I actually prefer when it's ghost galaxy because it genuinely traumatizes people and it's funny. I mean, Deep Space Mountain, where they turned all the lights off. Oh and yeah, spooky music at um, Disney World. That shook me. I was not prepared. For yeah, the that fact was that great. We went, we went going through the launch tunnel in complete and pitch black darkness is like. I was like, what am I doing? And I was with like all my friends. And so we're all just like yelling. Oh, and we're like, what the fuck? And then it was, it was amazing. But we, we should get back to um talking about Velocicoaster. Okay, well, I'm real so quick, bad I'll, with no, tangents. Okay. I want to share, knows. I want to I share something. I want to share something on that real quick uh, with the Deep Space Mountain. It's even worse if you get the right track because even though it's so tiny, another right track has that actual little drop. In Deep Space Mountain, your soul leaves your body during that. Mm. <laughs> Because you can never like anticipate it, and I, like I've seen it, like you know, people are like, "Oh, having a f- like a fun time," like you know, like they're having a great time. But then as soon as you hit that drop, as soon as it's over, the re- the car is just quiet the rest of the way down. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. I will funny. say, I know you guys say like, "Oh, Velocicoaster is probably the most intense ride at the parks." Um, I disagree. It's obviously hmm. Fast and the Furious supercharged with the mental toll it takes on you. It's, <laughs> it's uh, Shrek 40. Yeah. So I rode Shrek 40 for the first time in like years, uh, a couple months back, and I was not ready for it. Um, it was a little too much for me. So oh, I was chairs. more afraid on Shrek 40 than I was on the coaster. Oh my, oh my god. I- <laughs> I've never done because track I didn't know 40. I was going to move. It's so bad. Like, Yeah, I'm like... Also, can uh, I just I know- say real quick? Oh, sorry. I'll let you go to say, but can I just say real quick? As soon as I got to go on Secret Life of Pat, it's like Hollywood, I was like, oh, this is Shrek's grave. I'm like, oh, if they're going to do anything to Shrek, they're going to put this ride right next to the other Illumination ride. 
And oh <laughs> I don't know how much of a lifespan Shrek has left, but it'll live forever eternally on Netflix in 2D. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I've I've never done so I can't like talk to it. But You've never I, done Shrek 4D. I've never done it. the The closest I've gotten was doing Krampus, and then all the times that I did Killer Clowns. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Killer Clowns. I, I I spent a lot of time doing Killer Clowns. That is my second most done house at Halloween Horror Nights. I fucking love that house. Nico be damned. Okay. Oh my god. I, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna try to make Beetlejuice my record for the most times I've gone through a single maze. And yes, I, yeah, well, my, re- yes. my, my record right now is actually Tomb of the Ancients. Oh, wow. This is the one that I've done the most out of all of them. That's, that's I don't think I've ever counted, but I'm assuming it's Slaughter Cinema. Probably. <laughs> See, I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a sucker for Tomb of the Ancients because I love that, like, you know, like, Explorers, Adventures, Indiana Jones kind of aesthetic. And Tomb of the Ancients was just yeah. kind of a horror take on that. And I was like, oh, mm. this is beautiful. It's perfect. It, it was really just Indiana Jones cue turned into a haunted house, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was. I wish I had gone to do that one more than once because apparently when we got out of the house, the pe- one of the people that I was with had like gone like multiple nights. Like she had been going for years and she turned around and said like there were some people missing. And I was like, I still thought it was really cool. And it's... <laughs> I, yeah. I still haven't done a house that that felt as enclosed as that did. I think Nightingales came close, but like just the claustrophobia in that house was like unmatched. That that well, depths of fear came kind of close in that claustrophobia because just the knowledge of being like underwater is kind of crazy. Just just like as yeah. much as just as much as I would love Bioshock at Horror Nights, I'm worried that it's going to cause so many anxiety attacks for people at the same time. Because yeah. mm-hmm. Bioshock takes place at like the very bottom of the ocean, pretty much. Ooh. Yeah, but yeah. So I guess yeah. All in all, with that whole segment, yeah, Velocicoasters technically <laughs> kind of out. <laughs> we're we're back to it. All comes anyway. back to Velocicoaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we encourage we encourage tangents on here. Don't worry. Good. You got the <laughs> right people. We, we promise we're excited for Velocicoaster. Yeah, it we promise we are. My my Hard Rock Express Pass. If they allow if they allow Express Pass by September, that's where it's going. I am just booking it. <laughs> oh I will gosh. ditch my group to go ride that. Oh my god! Some, something that not a lot of people know about me, and it's not really controversial. Just kind of a something like an opinion that surprises people. My favorite Universal ride, just off a of personal, like emotional, like kind of experience is actually the simpsons right believe it or not really because <laughs> i've never heard anybody Aaron. say that because the <laughs> really? very, because the very first time that i went to universal hollywood that i can remember i don't mean to get negative so i'll keep it quick um when i was younger growing up i had epilepsy like seizures and stuff it's grown out by now but the very first time i had a seizure i actually i had like a metal trash can in my room that i would keep there at the time i actually slammed my head on it and i don't know if it was related to that or the seizure the mixture of like you know because your brain kind of like not softens up but it gets kind of wiry with the mixture of that and the head damage any and all memories before and during that i completely lost them 
I had to be recapped of my entire life pretty much in the hospital because I forgot everything, even down to who my family was. So the very first time that I actually remember my own personal memory going to Universal again was for the opening of The Simpsons ride. And that's why. Oh, sweet, though. I love that. I do love that. So that's my personal story. I always get told, like, like the Simpsons ride, like, Mummy and Jurassic Park are right next to, like, downstairs. Like, like what about, like, no, because this one is the first Universal trip that I remember myself that I wasn't recapped, like, in the hospital. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, you went to this. Like, no. Like, it was my first one back. Sweet, though. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean, like even outside of that, I think it's I think I know people obviously like Back to the Future more because it is a better ride. Like when like tech like when you get down to the technicals, like yeah, it's a much better ride than Simpsons. But I think Simpsons is really good for what it is because my thing with theme park rides that I always kind of catch. I don't know if you guys ever noticed this, but they always have a weird way with the writing where you can easily tell that like it's a theme park ride. Like it's kind of like the writing tries to appeal to everyone, so it's a bit more like corny the simpsons ride is the only universal ride to me that actually feels like it's actual source material if that makes sense say yeah um yeah and there's a lot of parts in the simpsons ride that make me like laugh out loud yeah because they 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 were Um, smart they got the writers of the old seasons so they knew what they were doing yeah that that ride personally just um as time's gone on Certain rides like that can make me feel kind of sick. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. One of the Uh, ones that does, it's not a lot of rides, it's just certain ones like that and Forbidden Journey are like the main ones. Like, I need to like be in a certain place. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I've, I, I don't usually get like woozy. I'm, I've, I have a pretty strong stomach on rides, but I, I don't know, something like kind of like, did not sit well with me with that ride just the way that it's set up yeah that's fair i know a lot of people like are juggling because none of the contract sadly only has like seven years left what i've been thinking what they could do with it is either the ideal one is to give us a godzilla versus kong ride based off of that act three but what i was also thinking even though i know it's a bit of a weird thing but stay with me would be would be really funny if they want to meet in the middle of oh i like the simpsons ride more i like back to the future the ride more give us a rick and morty ride oh my god as odd as it sounds and i know how much of a rep it has cuz like you know the obviously the fans of it can be kind of questionable it's the perfect yeah. it's the perfect meet in the middle between the simpsons and back to the future it is because you got the yeah, car- can- you got the yeah you got the cartoon aspect for the Simpsons people, but then you got the fact that it's a it's a Back to the Future parody. That's how it started, like that kind of you could have Easter eggs and stuff of that for the Back to the Future fans. I was almost gonna say like Bill and Ted might also. Come in. I mean, it doesn't have the um, the animation, but the the. The, the style of comedy, I feel, is very similar in Bill and Ted to Simpsons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love, that's, another, that's another property I'd love to see. Bill and Ted would be a great ride, like, concept, too. Yeah. You know, like, go through, like, I different, like, eras. Yeah, they could do, like, going through different eras of, like, theme parks and theme park rides, like, throughout the years with the time machine. 
Oh, different eras of like yeah. Universal. Oh, it would it would be oh. it would that be, would be an so cool. So there's a chance yeah. for me to see my favorite ride again. <laughs> so you're there, saying there's there, a chance. There's I'm ex- in. Yes. Oh. There's an excuse to bring back all of them. Confrontation. Fuck it. Jimmy Neutron and Hanna Barbera if they want to. Jaws the ride. Just a way to bring back all the old rides in one. Just do a Bill and Ted ride. Yep. Or you could also have a ride like that hosted by Doc Brown to appeal to the Back to the Future of the Ride people. Yeah, I think at a certain point, though, it's like, you know, we all have, you know, for me especially, like, we hold on to the past so dearly and we're just like, oh, my God, I want it back. But it's like at a certain point, it's got to, something's kind of got to give. You got to move on. If I can move on from... Um, the great movie ride being taken out. <laughs> Me and- too. That was um, rough. <clears throat> Sorry. If I can move on. If I can move on from Jaws. Like, yeah. <laughs> anybody can move on. <laughs> anybody. Yeah. Our favorite shark got replaced by a preteen with a stick. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey! At least <laughs> Harry Potter, not Fast and Furious. Yeah, oh, it, it could have been Fast worse. Furious took over two attractions, not just <laughs> oh, one, no. two That's with that garbage. We get Fast, we get Fast and the Furious Land with the roller coaster for Tokyo Drift, where it's just you going sideways up a hill the whole time. It's oh, a party God. bus. <laughs> it's a party bus coaster. It's just a party bus coaster, but it's not a coaster. It's just screens. <laughs> it just it's it a, goes, it goes a up Disney a Disney College program, the ride. That's what no. <laughs> and and they and once, and once you get off the ride, they give you three dollars for your whole day of hard work. Stop! Oh, oh we're getting, we're going real <laughs> yeah, bad here. Right? Yeah, we're coming. I don't want the mouse to come to my door with a metal bat <laughs> coming from my knees. Rat. Oh my! Oh, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> yeah. So, say um the other I'm not thing. Bitter. Yeah. So, two more things that I want to talk about in this segment are actually three uh, that we can kind of lightning round through real quick. Um, well, not really, but um, Hornets construction is going on on both coasts. How do you feel about that? That we're actually getting a Horror Nights and it's getting set in motion. I'm excited Release. for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I just want my ticket, you know? Yeah, Same. they need to put tickets on sale. <laughs> I don't care if we only know two of the mazes. I just want to get my ticket already because I'm trying to ensure that I can go every single day that I'm going to be down there. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like, whenever that Beetlejuice announcement hit, God, that was a, such an overwhelming day for me because I think yeah. that was, like, the same day that, like, the last episode of WandaVision came on. I was like, yeah, oh, it was. Yeah, so we got big we got, old mess. We got oh, final, big we old got, mess. Yeah. Think about it. In one day, we got Final Division, we got Beetlejuice of Horror Nights, we got the Horror Nights 30 confirmation, and we got dates. Like, I think all of us were around. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah, I will say, like, that whole announcement for me kind of, like, so, like solidified it, um, and it, it just felt, like, real again. So, like, yeah. as much yeah. as I... I'm not, like, a big construction person, like, no offense, but, like, whenever oh, I see, fine. like, construction, I'm like, that's cool, but, like... I'm, you know, give me my ticket, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I might just buy a frequent fear. I don't know if it's going to be a reservation thing or what they're planning for this year. But with how quickly things so. are shuffling back, I think we might get 
the most normal horror nights we can, at least in terms of ticketing. Like, it'll be like you buy your ticket and then it's first come, first serve on the day kind of situation again. Yeah, yeah. it's, I mean, they've been walking back a, because, like, I, I went back. I mean, Aaron has gone, like, a lot more than I have. But even when I was there, like, at the end of October when um, HHN Light was ending, like, it, it kind of still felt almost like a normal park day. Um, and normal type of like horror yeah. night scenario, except it was the daytime. That was yeah. the only thing. So, I mean, I still was like, okay, like I, I can see them doing like the reservations and things like that because horror nights can get really packed mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, severely. But now with the fact they're like already like doing like three feet apart, there's no more temperature checks. There's, um, there's pretty much and like public areas, there's just pretty much no more outdoor mask mandate where you guys are. Yeah. Even where yeah, I am too, they're lifting it, so it's it's crazy. I mean, they're that yes, but the parks are still yeah, I know it. about that. Yeah, which um, I hope I hope that stays the same. Yeah, I think to be honest with you, with the way things are moving, I personally don't see a reservation thing happening. I feel like they're gonna lift the capacity. Yeah, I kind of agree um, with Aaron. I think it's just gonna be standard horror night, horror nights procedure. Which I will say, I think, you know, I, as I I'm vaccinated now, so I feel a little safer, but like, honestly, for me, I personally, if you're going to go to a theme park during something like this, you kind of take the risk with a reward. And I think that I would feel a lot less stress if there are no reservations, (laughs) because I know the moment the reservation system like comes up for opening weekend it's going to be a disaster yeah, yeah none, none, a like, like none of us are going to be able to actually go yeah yeah and i just i i think with the way things are moving by september i do, do not believe that we will have that in place personally yeah honestly yeah, yeah. Well, my only thing is that i'm wondering if because I know they're trying to edge for as much of a normal horror nights as they can, I'm wondering if they're gonna try to make it so at least actors have to be fully vaccinated so they can try to make the horror nights mazes horror nights mazes, not so much like you know like how they've been doing it with COVID or how like I'm sure I think they want to try to get rid of the plexiglass and maybe the mass as much as they can. Yeah, I I have a feeling it's gonna be like. That I mean, I'm sure like most of that cast because a lot of them like usually are uh, team members who are who are there right now. Um, I do know some who are like coming back just to do it, but a lot of them like have been working like frontline jobs, so they got the vaccines like pretty early on. Yeah, I got so mine I, very I, early. Yeah, so I, I'm sure that they're gonna get like that. That's gonna end up like being a kind of default thing and if you don't have the vaccine then like it's that i i i have a feeling that that will definitely be a factor or or at least like regular tests for it yeah Yeah. or in an ideal world they could just make it so you have to be fully vaccinated to go to horror nights or work at period but you know that's gonna cause an outroar with anti-vaxxers well Sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I say. You, yeah. you, you don't want to get the vaccine at this point when everybody's going to have access to it by the time it rolls around. And I think that's on you. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna reach that point at a certain you know at a certain point we're going to reach that point where it's like if you're not vaccinated that's your fault. I you know? fully, I fully feel like I think it, I think the best of both worlds would or at least at least in our situation just do a normal horror nights but make it so you either to work it and to actually go uh, even if it's not a daytime universal like the ease of that but just for horror nights you have to be fully vaccinated with at least the vaccine card. Yep. I'm sure they're going to start putting things for, like, travel, too. They so actually are, so I'm wondering how that's going to go. Yeah. Well, I'll be vaccinated by June, so I yeah. have that at least. Yeah, and I'm already fully vaccinated. <laughs> I'm jealous of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> get, get your vaccines, folks. Hey, don't be, you don't be a bitch. Hey, you got I the did. first one. I'm- yeah, I, I'm I'm half vaccinated as of Friday, so. Hey, nice. Hey. And then the last thing I want to talk about in this segment, real quick, is that Mardi Gras is officially over. After it's <laughs> the after longest it's very, festival. Yes. Oh wait, are you sure it's actually, I'm, che- I'm, I'm checking Aaron, my don't. Yeah, I'm checking my I'm checking my Twitter now, and it says it's extended till September second. So never mind. Oh my <laughs> god. Uh, I, the way that like yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. They just switch out like the thing that hangs on the arches overnight. <laughs> Just oh overnight. They, they, they literally, <laughs> just overnight. They literally just get a pair yeah. of scissors and a ladder and just cut off the Mardi Gras one and put it with like a, like yeah like scissors like a buzz saw and then just put up the horror nights one overnight. Yeah. Oh my god, I, I, I mean, could not handle how many times that thing got extended. <laughs> yeah. It was. I mean, I it was fun. Like I went a couple of times. Um, the food was really good. Actually, well, some of it was really good. But um, yeah, no, it was like it was a fun time. The atmosphere was cool. I'm just glad like the actors got to work a little more. I think that's yeah, like the positive. That's the, yeah. yeah. Um, and I wouldn't have minded it even going on like through May, but like also why? But like also whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the general like kind of feel of it. it was like the first extension like oh yeah no more mardi gras like i can go during my trip and the other one was like okay like yeah like it's cool and the other one was like okay like mardi gras cool but we should wrap it up <laughs> yeah you're like okay i have enough beads now like, like we we let we let the good times roll they don't need to keep rolling i know the hill was this steep <laughs> oh my god I mean, before this year, I I was always like, like, I went to Mardi Gras for the first time back in 2019, uh, 2020, I mean, sorry. Um, And I always thought it was fun. So I I was surprised like at how well they did considering like all the like protocols and things that they were still, they still managed to kind of bring the atmosphere that they get with like the parade and the food festival um, and the drinking, the very heavy (laughs) drinking. Um, because they, unlike horror nights where they water down everything until it's bat- practically juice, um, Mardi Gras, <laughs> oh they will, God. oh, it's, it is night and day. I, I was shook the first time I got, I had a Mardi Gras drink. Yeah, I actually don't drink, so I've never had any of the universal drinks. It's hit or miss. <laughs> um, some yeah. are really strong and pretty good, yeah. and then I'm some really are... excited to try that circus peanut one. <laughs> oh, that was gone before I got there. Thank God, <laughs> thank God. But I had I had the Nugaru. That was good. <laughs> oh my god! Did you ever have the circus peanut, Aaron? 
I did not. I actually don't drink. Um, yeah, but I, I did have either. that like candy corn slushy thing, and that was pretty good. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Mardi Gras is over, and a lot of people think that we're gonna get a horror nights announcement soon. But I think we already we already passed the window where we would usually get a second one. I have a feeling it's gonna be like a massive just drop. That's what I'm thinking. Everything. Just like in June or They're July, like, just here's everything. They're like, we know, you know, here it is. <laughs> but yeah. but, but <laughs> I but I feel like at the same time, if they you drop everything in one day. We're all gonna go into like shock for the day. Like nobody's I, I like nobody's gonna, talk on, nobody's gonna talk on Twitter because oh, nobody's because everybody's gonna forget how to text because we're all gonna be just uncontrollably sobbing the entire day. Oh my god, it's gonna. I, I like, will. and Twitter will break. Yeah, it'll yeah. just die I mean, for a day. I. I would love to see it dropped at once. I think that would be iconic. Yeah, me but too. I also, and it would kind of remind me of the times when, like, we would all stay up until midnight to see, like, the website change. Yeah. That was, yeah. I remember specifically doing that in 2009 during um, Ripped from the Silver Screen because that was, like, my favorite website they've ever done. Oh, yeah, that's the um, best website. Also, I think you could pull it up on the Wayback Machine after the look. Yeah, I, I, I'll probably cry if I do it, that. If but, not, um, if not, I think archive.org has it. One of the two has it. Yeah. I do like um, how they did it, like, for instance, in 2019, where they would release, like, a little trailer with the yeah. house, yeah. whether it's, like, uh, you know, behind the scenes or it's, like, a just classic trailer, like the Ghostbusters or the Killer Clowns. And that just, like, revs me up. So, like, I would almost yeah. rather just have a one-by-one one announcement. Whether or not we know what's going on or not, it's whatever. But like, I want a creep show trailer by itself. Like, yes. I want creep show. Yes. Also, I want. I don't, also, I want creep show merch. We did not get creep show merch at Horror Nights 2019. That's oh god. I, I need a creep show Horror Nights shirt with like, like the design for the Horror Nights logo on the sleeve could be like the old like comic print like thing. Yeah. yeah. It's like like it has so much potential for merch. You could make a shirt of every individual like story in Creep Show. We'd probably buy all of them. That maybe that's what they'll use that uh t shirt printer for. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope we get that's the main thing I want is I want Creep Show merch. The only thing that we really got was that they would sell like DVDs of the Shutter series and the movie, and then they would have the logo on the Hollywood version of the Maximum Screamage shirt, and that was it. Um. Yeah, we'll probably get like one shirt with like the creep on it. Yeah, with, like, I, coordinates I, on the sleeve. Yeah, I at least want like a shirt like the Beetlejuice one, like a main design with all the monsters and the creep in the center, like with the comic book, or maybe even like the little kid from the first movie. Like in the center of it, and then like the horror nights thing on the sleeve. If we can get at least that, I'll be satisfied. But just it sucked how much little, how little creep show stuff we got in 2019. But yeah, um, so yeah, uh, perfectly what I want to see. I like the website they did it for 29, but I kind of want to see a comeback of the websites from like like 2008 and 2009, like the interactive websites. I want that back. That would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, I think we're just it. in like 
a different age now, though. Yeah. yeah it's not as, like, relevant. Like, but, uh, more people the, are going to yeah. go to Twitter than they are, like, the website. Yeah, but at the yeah. same time, they're really trying to bank that nostalgic aesthetic for this year. So I feel mm-hmm. like it'd be the most tasteful year to do it. I feel like they could do, like, oh throw like kind of like um what uh the hall in the tribute store was with like the old maps and like the photos of like the old like chainsaw gangs and things like that i I feel like it would be really cool if like they dug into the archive and just like made a part of the website where you could like go back and like maybe look at older websites look at old photos like photos we haven't seen before because there's probably a lot of stuff that they keep under wraps yeah and do it really well and like that would be super cool like kind of like uh it being it opening up the vault type of deal so that people like come and know the history yeah my first year was um 2006 and i spent like i don't want to say how much time on the website but they did something like that where it was like you could click each year and then you could look at like floor plans of houses and like see like little videos and pictures and things like that. So yeah, something along those lines would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's I guess that's it for that segment. Uh, unless you guys have any extra notes or you know kind of tangents about that before we move on. Nope. Not for me. <laughs> Bring back Jaws the ride. Yep. <laughs> Please. I never got to That's experience it. it. I want it. Uh, I don't want it. No, I'm not going to get into it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not today. <laughs> no, it's too long. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. But um, I say our next segment, uh, we were originally good. Well, we were planning on doing and Is It Horror? Like we did in our episode two. But um, I'm not sure which movies out of these you guys have or haven't seen. If you want, you can just say, like, not the exact names, but which out of the number, which ones you guys haven't seen, then we can just do the ones that you guys have seen. I mean, we, we can just, like, do all of them, because I feel like I generally know about the ones that I don't know um, enough to say, because I've only seen two, so, like, I feel like that cuts the list down a lot. I've seen two, and I think they're two different ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, then, uh, I guess we can just keep it short. Which are the two out of these that you have seen without saying the names? Like, and we have, like, one, two, three, four, five. Like, which ones have you guys seen out of those by saying the numbers? And we could just do those two. I've only seen one and two. I've seen one and four. Okay, then we'll just do those three. So the way is a horror works is just a quick little quick little game that we like to do where we just kind of debate is this horror is this is this a horror movie pretty much? We pick kind of morally gray areas of the genre and we kind of think like is can we officially crown this as horror or where would it stand on the spectrum pretty much? Okay. So, so the first mm-hmm. one we have, I guess I can ask, do you guys think that Coraline is a horror film? Oh, absolutely. Yes. And what makes you guys think that it's a horror film? The Other Mother. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> she she is terrifying. I mean, I love that movie so much. That, like, um, I've seen it like many many times like so so many times it, it's so good i i mean Le- leica is 
I'm pretty, Cor, Coraline's Leica, correct? Yes, Am Coraline's Leica. That was like the rise to fame. Yeah, it's uh, it's so good, but it 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 has some scary imagery. Like not even just the other mother. Like there's some other stuff that goes on in the other world that's like really, like kind of borderline body horror type stuff. Mm-hmm. But I so I, I I think it's um kind of in the vein of um scary stories to tell in the dark um, or goosebumps like the original goosebumps. Um, like it, it's not like your typical horror, but I feel like it's gateway horror. Like a kid who, who would yeah. eventually like yeah. watch like, like the Jason's and the Freddy's and um, all that type of stuff um, that they, they would watch this when like they were younger to kind of just warm them up to that kind of experience. Yeah. And I'm actually on the same page in that one that I do think I do think Coraline is a horror film, at the very least horror adjacent. Yeah. Yeah, but it is yeah. a very it is a very not this is not really a jump scare horror film. I think it's definitely more in the category of like body horror, pretty much. Yeah, and also kind of like unsettling because I feel like that whole yeah. movie there's something off. Yeah. They, they I, do really well of tonally making you feel very unsettled. Yeah. It's a very if, you, yeah. if anyone hasn't hasn't seen Coraline, like please do yourself a favor. Yeah, it what I like to fun. call what I like to call that kind of like aesthetic feel in horror films, like that specific kind of look. I call it Alice in Wonderland horror. That very like mystical but still kind of freaky kind of horror when it feels like mm. it's like a, a world like that like something you'd see from a tim burton movie say for example just scaled up to a million is that i like to call alice in wonderland horror mm. interesting yeah. i've only seen it once i just i just know i was like very unsettled by it um and i was wondering if it was actually like a kid's movie it kind of is but it's more it's more like not an adult film but not a kids movie either but not really that much of a teen movie it's like a for everyone movie there's a little bit for everyone mm-hmm. and like the horror community like you can show your kids if you like spooky stuff but for the average kid viewer it might be too scary at the same time yeah so the next one we have on here, do you guys think that Paranorman, their other movie, is horror? Yes. Like, that movie pays homage to classic horror in, like, the best ways. Um, yeah, I fully agree. But, Aaron, you say you have never seen Paranorman. Going to, I'm going to have to watch it after this because I've heard nothing but good things about it. It it's is, free on YouTube. Yeah, it is free on YouTube. Ooh. And it is a, in my opinion, it's a phenomenal movie. It is, oh, it, it makes me cry. Um, it is just so beautiful um, in the story. It's It kind of feels like the elongated, improved version of that first episode of the second season of Creep Show. If you get my, like, uh, it, it's well, not that, as yeah. dark. Not as dark, it, it kind of takes a more paranormal type of route rather than kind of uh, a monster um, type of route. But but it's, um, it's rooted. It's, it's rooted in the same classic monsters kind of feel. 
Yeah, and it's much. I feel like it's a bit more wholesome too. Yeah, it um, is like the humor and the, the you know the lighthearted messenger a lot like you know more wholesome than say the Monster Kid episode of Creep Show, which that one was surprisingly really wholesome at the end too. Yeah, but it it, it got kind of wholesome and wholesome in really a Creep Show. Wholesome in a creep show way, as wholesome as creep show yeah. stories can get. Like the ending of the man in the suitcase, kind of wholesome. <laughs> well, oh, I mean, uh, I mean, um, the it, I think it's the finger, the one with um Bob, like the yeah. little alien. Oh, Bob. Guy. Oh, Bob. That, that is that is the most wholesome creep, creep show episode. <laughs> yeah. By far. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that I, I love when creep show has more like wholesome ish stories, like the finger, the man in the suitcase, model kid. Like, they're like, yeah, they're still freaky, but there are parts about it you can say, like, oh, this is sweet. Like, oh, this is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which Model Kids made me surprisingly extremely emotional, though, with the mom real quick. Yeah, it made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. I, I expected a lot of things from creep shows, like, long hiatus comeback. I did not expect to cry. No. Yeah, I was like, that came out of left field, but okay. Yeah. But I mean, she comes back from the dead technically to give him the whole like monster kits and stuff, and you know, like they're together through the screen. So I guess it's she's kind of back, kind of not. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how I went from. Oh, actually, no, I can see I went from paranormal to creep show. That's another <laughs> essay to compare it to. Yeah, it's a very similar yeah. feel. Yeah, I I think it's better um, in many many ways personally. Yeah. Um, I I feel like I I think Norman is a much more enjoyable character than what they wrote for the kid. Um, but we're not comparing them. We're yeah, trying we're to, not comparing um, him. Yeah. Um, but I just I I love the film. Like, oh, it, it's I feel like it kind of got swept under the rug. Um, I mean I didn't get it to really it until didn't. last year. Yeah, I didn't get to to it um until last year and i just uh yeah. oh i, I saw it so i saw it in theaters and it was like a love letter to my like at the time little kid who loves monsters heart yeah like that like that I was really like feel like i have to see it yeah like you like everybody has a movie that like you know it's not made just for you but depending on the time period when you watch it you feel like it was just for you with me liking horror yeah. as a kid at the time that was my this movie is just for me kind of movie Oh yeah, I mean it has a like a beautiful message, like just about like accepting people for their differences and not judging people. Like it does it in a really, really smart and nuanced way that is very sensitive to like the subject in many, many ways. And so that that's what really stood out to me um, about yeah, it. Yeah, that's another aspect of it that stood out to me as being an outcast kid. It also really helped in that kind of regard. Being an outcast kid who likes horror, it's extremely easy to put yourself in the shoes of Norman. And oh, yeah. it's just a really good it's a really good movie. Aaron, since you haven't seen it, you, you need to watch it like today. Yeah. Definitely want to watch it for sure. <laughs> you probably will it, cry it's though. Watch. It's it's a quick watch, but you probably will cry because it does get really emotional though. Mm-hmm. I probably will cry. <laughs> Yeah, I I had a I had a friend recently who has been who's binging all the Kung Fu Panda movies for the first time and they got through the um they got through the first one and they were already emotional. I was like, Oh, like wait till you get to two 
They're like, what? <laughs> I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda, so... Yeah, I haven't. They're, they're good. Well, they're like good, cute movies. But number two is probably one of the most powerful emotional animated movies ever written. Like, oh, wow. it, it hits you like a bullet train. Like, it's a lot. And you wouldn't expect it from a series with a name like Kung Fu Panda, but... Oh my god, why is it always the second one that's the one that they make, like, <laughs> yeah. super emotional? Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, we're gonna make this one just make you hurt. Yeah. And, <laughs> like, we're gonna bring uh, up, de- we're gonna bring up, like, father issues out of all the topics. And uh, me come and me coming from, like, you know, like, a father issue, like, growing up child, I was like, I'm not ready for this movie at all. And I wasn't, I was a wreck. Oh. No. Yeah, but, yeah. It's a lot, but yeah, I'd say Paranorman is definitely a horror film. It's like one big homage to Creepshow, the Night, the Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And like, it's got all kinds of horror Easter eggs and stuff too. Like, it makes oh, fun, yeah. like it makes fun of like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and all kinds of stuff too. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And it subtly dropped. One of the first, like, officially spoken in movie gay characters in animated movies. Yeah, in children's movies. And I loved, yeah. I love the way they did it. It's um, so subtle, but it's perfect. And it actually made, like, news headlines when the movie came out funny enough. It was kind of funny. Yeah. But I mean, like, for the way they did it, like, I, I will go in on queer representation and... Excuse me, what's good and what's bad. Yeah. Well, we still have um, a lot of time if you want to just get into it. I I mean, I'm not going to go, like, into too much detail, like, be, because th- there's a lot. Um, I could do a whole episode <laughs> on it. Um, yeah. But with Paranorman, like, the, there, uh, the, the gay representation in children's films has kind of become, in some ways, like, not that great. It's become very forced. Yeah, um, well, lately, re- very recently, we just got amazing representation with the Mitchells versus the Machines. I need to watch that. That um, has, like, the most, like, perfectly subtle and sprinkled, but, like, really strong. And you can, like, tell, like, gay representation out of any animated movie I've ever seen. It's amazing. It handles oh it better God. than any animated media I've seen, honestly. Like, better than how Steven Universe handles stuff like that. Like, it, it, it does it... So it feels naturally like it feels like you belong, but you're not being pandered to for money. Like it, it's just yeah. right. It is just yeah. right. Yeah, that that's where I think Paranorman falls because even though like it's a quick moment, they didn't kind of like with Disney when they released the Beauty and the Beast live action. They were like, we have a gay moment in the film, and it was literally like a split second that you blink and you yeah. miss it. Just like um, finding, just and- like finding Dory. Yeah, which, like, that was, like, rumored, so I don't even know if that's, like, actually yeah, true. That's, yeah, yeah. Um, but with this, um, the way they did it was just, it fit kind of the point of the film, and it just kind of fit the character really well, um, because it, it's, an, a, the, there's an iconic himbo, Aaron, in this, we yes. love him. Um, oh, he's one of the most iconic himbos of them all. Yeah, he is amazing and it just the way they did was just so perfect it didn't like 
make it weird and it, it, it just like it's like yeah that's 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 how it is and like it, it it i mean it's it's a funny joke but it's not like making fun it's not making fun of the wrong thing yeah so it, it's just they they nailed it like right on the head and like yeah. i i wish we could take more from what the paranorman writers did and move that into like what we're gonna be seeing now because yeah. we are moving in that direction or we should be um, and I love how they treat him as a character, even outside of that knowledge. That even though he's a himbo, they could have made him like you know, like oh, because the way he looks like oh, the dumb brute jock who's a jerk. Everyone, no, he's like really supportive, and you're like he loves his brother, <laughs> and he's like just really sweet the whole movie. Yeah, uh, it's really great. They could have taken the stereotypical route with him, and they did a little bit, but then the whole point is it was to make it a plot twist. Like oh, turns out he's actually he just he's actually like he swings the other way but they just they make him like this really lovable really sweet supportive character when they could have taken him the obvious horror movie trope kind of way with it yeah but we shouldn't go too much into it because yeah yeah, she still has to watch it it's a wonderful movie yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it um probably after this to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) you're inspiring me yeah we'll screen share it on the call yeah you you will love it erin i promise yeah okay yeah I think a lot of my holdup is just I'm not a big animated person. Um, so sometimes I tend to like not avoid animated movies, but I'm less likely to watch animated movies. That's fair. The thing with this one, though, is I mean this as a compliment, not as like an insult. In the best way possible, the story and the writing and the performances and everything and the visuals are so good. You kind of forget that you're watching an animated movie sometimes. You feel like you're watching an actual horror film and it's kind of cool. Yeah. I try to watch yeah. it. Like, like in the best way, you don't like you still acknowledge that yeah like it's really good looks really cool but also you kind of blank out of the fact that you're watching an animated movie it just feels like you're watching like a movie if that makes sense i don't know how to explain it right yeah i'll definitely give it a shot though yeah it's worth it it's a good movie and if you if you know like a lot of horror the you they they reference like all of the big ones that you would know at least once it's great yeah, I'll definitely give yeah. it a watch. They even have some like really obscure horror Easter eggs and references in there too, like stuff you wouldn't expect at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, we I... have. We... Oh, sorry, you go first. I was gonna say, um, I have seen Happy Death Day though. Yeah, so that's what we're getting to next. Um, and this one is actually, I want to talk about this one as a series whole to kind of make it a bit more confusing. Is I want to know, do you guys think that the entire Happy Death Day franchise is a horror franchise? I think so, because I it's like very classic slasher. Um, it, it's not like, you know, there's a lot of jump scares. It kind of reminds me of like the sorority movies, like any of those that fall under that category of like sorority horror, I guess. Um, but it's definitely like a slasher, you know, film and it's and it's right so i do consider it a horror movie and it got up you know not in a haunted house at horror night so yeah that is true my whole thing with it is i think the first one is a very solid horror film i think the second one is not 
Yeah, I uh, haven't I actually seen the second one. I've this, only seen the first the, one. I the, really enjoyed the first one, though. Yeah, the second one is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's iconic. But if it leans much more into the comedy, cartoonish aspect of the way that the system in the movie works than it being a horror film. Interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it still I, has yeah. some stuff in there. It still has some stuff sprinkled in there. Like a couple like kind of scares. But it is much more of a comedy than it is a horror film. I don't think they found that perfect blend of both until Freaky. Yeah. I like the direction those movies go go in. Um, yeah, I do too. With the like Blumhouse type of like horror comedy ish movies. They're always just fun to watch. Yeah. I think Blumhouse should really harp more on their horror comedies. I feel like that's their strong suit. And as far as I know, I think the next big one that we're getting, unless they have another one planned up until it comes out, actually is Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm so okay. for that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot if that's this year or next year, but I know it's they I know it's coming. It's finally like in production now. That's yeah, I know it. there's like other movies like it um but i don't really uh know much about it but we'll see what happens when it comes out yeah i'm calling it now 31 or 32 or 33 it's gonna be a horror nights house you know they're gonna want to it's gonna have some kind of horror nights homage i guess some i mean people have been asking for a, a five nights at freddy's like house like without the movie just with the video game yeah. well what i want as a comeback maze, obviously besides Bioshock is my like number one dream maze now that we got Beetlejuice and Ghostbusters is like my top of the list now because it's like the last one left. After <laughs> after playing through all of it recently, we need a we need a haunted house for Resident Evil Village. And I cannot stress that enough. Like Resident Evil Village, I just beat it like today. And it feels absolutely perfect for a Horror Nights house. And to feel like one of those like really strong, even like feel like an original. Like the way that it's executed and like the scenery and stuff, it could very easily be a Horror Nights house. I feel like if they were going to do video games, they should come back with that. The only thing I know about Resident Evil is the tall vampire lady that everyone yeah. is yeah. thirsting after. And uh, yeah. if she if she's in a house, I will be here for it. Okay, we'll Me get too. Like we'll, we'll get her on Horror Night shirts, and it'll be the first shirt to sell out within like milliseconds. <laughs> Oh god. Give me a crop top with her on it, okay? <laughs> just just a crop top of like those ones, like the Beetlejuice shirt, or it's like the costume shirt. Oh yeah, uh, but, you, but you could just pretend that you have double G titties for a bit, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, I don't know. There's a lot. That, I feel like Resident Evil deserves another chance. I've I talked about this in the Horror Net special. I thought the Resident Evil house was good. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, I went into it. I didn't really know what was going on. I mean, I enjoyed it, but um. Yeah, I, it's just one of those things that uh, it's not like my cup of tea, so I'm not yeah, as like into it. that's fair. It. You really had to understand at least the second and third game to really understand what's going on. But it was a good house. I thought Silent Hill was pretty good too, but I kind of like Silent Hill in Hollywood more than I did in Florida. Mm. 
I'm not a big video game person unless it's like Animal Crossing. So yeah, well, yeah, that's me with Pokemon. But I like know yeah, nothing. Yeah, well, Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Well, let's hope let's hope that we get an Animal Crossing haunted house, a Horror Nights thirty one. Oh my god. <laughs> It'll just be Bunny Day. <laughs> no, it'll. That's all the call. Not even Animal Crossing. Just call it Bunny Day. Yeah, for real though. <laughs> you, yeah. You'll just be chased down by Tom Nook asking for your rent. That, that's yeah. The house. Like, yeah. Tom, please. Tom. <laughs> he he. Tom's just like you know how they would used to have like you know costume guests. I would go through the maze with you, and they get like kidnapped or killed while you're walking through the maze. It's just that with Tom Nook, but he doesn't actually get killed or anything. He's just he's just punching you in the back, trying to get rent from you the whole maze. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> And like he won't let you leave until you give him twenty dollars. He can have my bills. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm happy here. <laughs> he yeah. can have my money. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know. I know. That for the longest time, there were those inside jokes with Isabel being friends with the main character of Doom, and I thought that was kind of funny. I have no idea where it came yeah. from, but it was a thing. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, but yeah, I guess so. General consensus: Happy Death Day is a horror film. Definitely a horror series. Yeah, I, like I, I haven't seen it, but but it, it definitely looks pretty hor- horrific. So yeah, well, yeah. This one was all straight. <laughs> this one was all straight yeses. We were actually a bit more divided with the last one with a couple of them that we did. Interesting. Yeah. So. Anything else on that topic before we move on? Yeah, I think we we decided they're all horror movies. <laughs> yeah, so this next segment, or I guess, yeah, our last segment of the day is a fun little segment that I like to do that's like kind of like, you know, our like really like original kind of shtick. I don't know how to else explain it, like something else that we do specifically for this. We've never brought it on another show or anything. It's called Hey Haunters Have You Heard? Which is where I bring, at least to the general haunt community, so far nobody here has known any of the stuff that I've talked about. A really like indie like horror project, whether it's a movie or a YouTube series or anything, or like a like an unknown like video game ARG kind of thing, in the in, like in the community, but not very well known. And I ask, like, "Hey, hunters, have you heard?" And then we go into it. I go into it, and then I kind of get your guys' general reactions to it. And you guys are free to like look it up and look at the visuals and stuff while I talk about it. But are you guys ready for what we have for this week? I don't know if any of you guys have ever heard of this or not. But you guys ready? Sure, I'm excited. So, hey, haunters, have you heard of Harmony and Horror, a.k.a. the Baddington Tapes? No. No. It sounds weirdly familiar, though. Okay, good. So this is actually a genre of VHS horror. Like, like not really... Fa- oh, yeah, kind of like... It's a genre of found footage VHS horror and it's a youtube series but the take on it is that it's and it's an animated vhs horror series and it is the way that this genre kind of started is i want to say about a year or two ago this genre got a resurgence as like a youtube series kind of thing by a lot of people because a youtuber by the name of squimpus mcgrimpus started a finance of freddy's fan series called finance of freddy's vhs 
which was a series of VHS tapes within the story that were actually like found footage, but it felt like it felt like authentic, like you found something on the dark web that you're not supposed to watch. It's kind of the feel that it goes for. And this is this guy's take on it. But the reason I wanted to bring up this one and not Five Nights at Freddy's VHS is only because it's an original series. It is actually the scariest out of all of them. And it doesn't matter how desensitized you are to horror or like anything like that. If you take the time at night to watch this by yourself and like the authentic experience, this is almost scarier than any modern horror you guys would ever watch. Ever. I'm looking at it, and I don't know if I could watch this. <laughs> this would not sit well with me. Yeah, it is. So it's kind of the story still being kind of unwrapped. Like, it's a very, like, they're leaving it open to interpretation story. But from what people have gathered, and I think the series, I could be wrong. I think it got a game theory. No, 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 no. Never mind. No, I'm getting it mixed up. That was the first series that we, the first Hey Haunters have you heard got a game theory video but this one is like very not well known so the story is it is about a dad and his brother who start a toy store you know like a geppetto's like kind of toy shop thing and the dad is kind of an abusive figure to his family he's like desperate for power and 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 as he realizes from his brother He's starting to kind of lose a grasp on like, oh, the family's realizing that there are better members of the family. Like, I could lose my power over these people. He pretty much goes insane and he kills his family and turns them into toys. And this story oh. is pretty much about him, about the story of him making them into toys and like, you know, that trauma and that stuff. But also ends with him kind of being him kind of being tempted like tormented and messed with by his own creations like other like dr frankenstein kind of situation and and he and i guess where the story is right now you see he gets killed by his brother that he turns into a mascot costume of the of the um of the toy store called the ice cream man is the general story is like the like long story short story of it I'm trying uh, to look it up now. How do you spell it? Uh, harmony and horror. Harmony. Oh, harmony and horror. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I heard you say something else and I was looking that up. And so I was like, what? And it's a YouTube series. There's only one season right now. You can find like a playlist of the oh, full God. thing. But they are working on it. They're currently working on a season two and a video game. Oh, no. And it is. <laughs> it is. And. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, from this is coming from someone who is completely desensitized to just about all horror. Like I just played through the entire Resident Evil Village with a straight, like deadpan face. Like yeah, I enjoyed it, but it never scared me. Like I'm pretty. Like you, you'll even see it if you guys ever go with me through a horror night's maze. I like to appreciate the details and the gimmicks of everything, and like you know the actors and everything. But I do not get scared in horror night's mazes, with the exception, with the exception of a couple here and there. Like mainly the one that scared me in 2019 was Graveyard Games. But I don't get that scared. This series, for the if you're ever watching it for the first time, especially if you're alone, is mortifying, and I can't stress that enough. Like it is hard to watch through. I'm yeah. definitely not going to be watching this at night, so uh, yeah. help me out. That's, Neither am I. That's the, <laughs> that's, that's the authentic experience, but 
like obviously you can still watch it with friends and stuff and like it's a, a bit better to handle with a group of friends but it is it, it is it is intense is the best way to put it like it, usually with these series it's kind of unpredictable because some people will make it so it's just you know full of like jump scares and like oh like getting you back to back to back like you know like like paranormal activity kind of stuff and like some of them are just psychological like they're shining it just messes with you but you won't get jump scared or anything this one finds a blend of both and it messes with your head so much it's not even funny like this is the kind of horror property we are after you're through you need to sit down and like you gotta watch like Teletubbies as a palate cleanser And it's something that I want to bring more into the horror mainstream because it has like bare, it has a very little following, but it one million percent one million percent deserves to have that kind of recognition because it is on top of it being really one of the scariest modern horror properties to come out in recent years. It is so well done. Like the people behind it are incredible that do what they do, and it's so impressive what they pull out with it. Yeah, I'm just like perusing through like the just the you know uh thumbnails and i'm a little uh not okay so yeah i'm very perturbed That's- <laughs> yeah i'm a little <laughs> I'm so glad my cat is here <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that's just through the that's just the thumbnails the actual series itself is it's a lot the best one but also the scariest one of them all is actually a christmas special that they did I want to say last year and it was the only one that I've known that got pretty infamous for genuinely scarring people. And I almost got taken off of YouTube before. Oh, oh wow. Like it has like a mature like rating on it. Like, so you won't get like ads or like you're like, you get ads obviously, but you won't get like other video suggestions or anything. Cause it's technically like an adult rated episode. And it, it it's crazy. As far as I know, I think it's mainly I think it's much more popular in the UK than it is in the US. But it's something that I wanted to introduce to US audiences here for people that listen to it. Because if you haven't watched it, I can't recommend it enough. But also have like your supportive pet or like some friends with you. Because if you watch it by yourself, it, it will fuck with you. It doesn't matter if you can watch and like laugh through like the Firefly trilogy movies or like the most goriest, like scariest stuff ever. This one will fuck with you, and that is a given. All right, yeah, I'm going to take that warning to heart. Yeah, Same. so keep <laughs> bring bring some friends over, have like your dog or your cat with you, but do not watch it by yourself. And I learned that the hard way. I've been through this entire series at like two in the morning. Oh no! Yeah, and I say over. I'd say overall, if you watch all of it in one go, if you want to, it's actually the length of a movie. Like you can watch it as a movie too. It's about like around an hour fifty ish, around there. So if you wanted to, you could you could like compile all of these and watch it as a horror film which is another really good thing so in a way it's kind of a horror movie too if you want to make it a horror film it depends on how much you can sit through in one sitting 
Well, I'll definitely be watching Paranorman tonight. <laughs> yes. You can yes. use you can use you now you can use Paranorman as a palate cleanser for this. Yep. True. Yeah. True but that. I, I definitely recommend watching it, even if you watch it in broad daylight for like the first time and then save a nighttime viewing for after you've seen it and are familiar with it. And there's still more to unravel. Again, they're doing a second season and they're trying to get a game going for it. But it is a very the best way to describe it is like when it comes to aesthetics, you know how Finance of Fridays is very capturing that like, oh, like as a child when you go to Chuck E. Cheese, like kind of feel uh, like making a horror twist on that. This is like a horror twist on like Saturday morning like toy ads and like cartoon shows and stuff like that. Like it's a very horror take on like you know you're waking up in your jammies and you're getting cereal and you're watching like your favorite like bobo the clown like tv show like that kind of feel if that makes any sense yeah Yeah. i might give it a shot who knows it's worth a shot it's a good it's a really good horror series for anybody that can actually sit through it but also like I gotta put trigger warnings because it does get into to some really domestic stuff too. That can be really rough, kind of like the Invisible Man. Like it, it gets into some domestic stuff. It's very it's very gory. That's another one. But yeah, it, it's an amazing series, but it is most definitely not for like the weaker hearted horror people that like like it but can barely stomach some of it it is much more for if you're a hard time veteran of horror like you don't get scared at all anymore you still might get scared of this series is the best way to put it yeah yeah i i might i might try it who knows we'll see what happens yeah Yeah. I'll, i'll I'll, I'll put it in my watch later and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, uh, I know uh, it exists. Yeah. I'm aware of it. I might watch like reaction videos to it. First. There, there actually are some good reaction videos That's to it. Sad. And I'd say if you're if you're much more like you can't handle stuff that well, a good also a good way to watch it first is to watch reaction videos of it. There are some good ones out there. So that's an, that might be an easier way to watch it too. But also, I'll personally send you guys in the server after we talk about this, like as we wrap it up. I'll send you guys some of my personal favorites of it too, so you can get an idea on that too. Wait. Yeah. So that's. I don't really know how else to add. That's harmony and horror. Uh, it's. I definitely recommend it. It's really good. But if you're much weaker to horror. I guess I don't know how else to put it than you are like with like the average veteran. I'd say either watch a reaction video or watch it snuggled up with a pet or get some friends together and watch it together in like the middle of the day. If you're more of a veteran, you might be fine watching it by yourself at night, but I know it's kind of corny to say that about some horror stuff if you're more used to it. No, this one is like a whole new level. Like it is like if you've never seen modern vhs horror like obviously we're familiar with like paranormal activity and stuff this is a much different direction that that almost no horror fan is used to this is like something that you've never seen it it genuinely feels like even though like yeah it's like intended for you to watch and enjoy it genuinely feels like you shouldn't be watching it in the best way possible it feels like you stumbled upon something that you really shouldn't have and it makes you feel like a little bit unsafe honestly (laughs) Oh no, I, I always feel like I'm in danger, so that might not be good. <laughs> yeah, like it, it feels like something that, in the best way possible, it feels like something you're not supposed to be watching. 
So I guess with well, that, it's um, good that yeah. it's good that you're bringing it to light. So it's definitely yeah. we'll we'll look we'll look into it. I think. Yeah, that's what I have it on well, my YouTube yeah. now. That's what the segment's for. I want to bring stuff about more under light. Like the our first time we ever did this, I brought up an ongoing um, ARG kind of web series slash video game thing of an on, like ongoing as we're recording and talking about the still ongoing mystery kind of story kind of thing, a horror story kind of thing called Catastrophe Crow, which was really good and definitely brought like some people in this community more into light about it. And I was able to help introduce it to some more people. And that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, that's mainly what the series is for is I bring stuff that, you wouldn't traditionally know about, and I picked a good one because you guys didn't know about this at all. To kind of bring into light every episode. I love that. Cool, yeah. Yeah. So I guess before we wrap things up, any other notes on any of the segments we talked about? Any other like any like tangents you want to get out or anything like that? I think we covered it. Yeah, I think I got all all my stuff out yeah oh well, real quick before we go do you guys want to play your work or any of your like your handles or anything like that sure so um if you want to find me after um listening to me ramble on and do whatever um here you can find me on instagram twitter and tiktok at queen timothy i that's k-w-e-e-n timothy and then i like the roman numeral um, because I am the first, the one, the only. Um, you also can uh, <laughs> check out uh, my, uh, I have my own podcast called In the Queen's Throne Room. It's kind of just a general everything podcast. We do a little pop culture. We do movies. We talk about theme parks. We talk about horror um, across the board. We, we talk about some important issues, things like that. Most recently, I did an Oscars episode with my friend Jordan. Um warning that episode is like three hours long <laughs> um be, because we, we had a lot of content to cover but it, it was really fun um i am planning now for hopefully a pride month um trying to get a big group of um lgbtq plus uh creators of all oh, i love that kinds yeah um i i try to keep a, a diverse um guest group going through just to have that kind of diverse opinions i, I like that um, yeah. it's kind of, we like me. to do that. We like to do that on here too. Actually, we try to keep it, you know, very diverse and like, well, we find a mix. Like, we'll still obviously have you know, like our like friends in the community, but I like to keep the guest list very like diverse and open to like literally anybody with this kind of like background. Even if you just have a general interest, like you could be like a purely like Disney on social media, but oh, you like horror like kind of person. Like, I'm just I like to have anybody and everybody on here. Like just make it a show for everyone. I love that. But yeah, that's one thing I'm working on right now. And that's going to, that my podcast, again, in the Queen's Throne Room. And that can be heard on any listening platform. And then updates, uh, get asking for guest spots, announcements, things like that are on Twitter, which is at ITKTR Podcast, which is just the abbreviation and podcast. But that's where you can find me. Oh, is it my turn? Um, yeah. So, <laughs> sorry. It's okay. Um, so, my personal um, Instagram and Twitter is Crazy Shark Lady. Um, 
for obvious reasons. Um, but I also have a podcast as well that I'm on with my friend Kay. It's called Babes with the Power. And we're just like two old 90s ladies. We're very tired. And we like talking about movies. So it's a fairly <laughs> new podcast. Um, our handle on Twitter is Babes Podcast. And then on Instagram, it's Babes Podcast 1990. Um, so yeah, we just started out and we are looking forward to future episodes. We actually think we're going to do something spooky next time. So, Ooh. Yes. Yeah, we love I that. think I know what it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to say because I, I like how you guys keep it history, but I think I know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, t- I'll, uh, you can tell me your guess later. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, and of course I'll link I'll link your guys' stuff in the description and everything when that comes when we release it. Should hopefully be within the same day of us recording this on Mother's Day. If not today, then tomorrow. But luckily, since this episode will fit the anchor file, I should be able to upload it today. So it will be up in the next couple hours or so. But I guess with that we can wrap things up. So thank you for tuning into the Monster Cast. Um, real quick to get some housekeeping done. Um, in this little podcast, um, within the next week or so, we will have a couple of one-on-one interviews, which I'm calling the MonsterCast Honkers Appreciation Branch, where I come on with one other person, whether it's a scare actor, a maze designer, a creative, like a makeup artist, anybody in the, in the industry. And just give them the floor to talk about their experiences, you know, what their characters are, if they're a scare actor, their backstories, just let, just kind of introduce them to the light to bring that more into the mainstream too. Cause obviously like the general public, when you go to haunts, depending on who you are, especially with haunts, like not scary farm, a lot of people don't know about the underlying deep rooted stories that are involved with these haunts besides, you know, horror nights probably made a mainstream before any other haunt. Let's be honest. But just kind of like, you know, give these scare actors a window to talk about, you know, their personal experiences or their in-character experiences, stuff like that. So we have a couple of people lined up, some really great people from both coasts. So you guys should hear that within the next couple of weeks or so. Hopefully, if all goes well within this week, we'll have about three of them up. So I'd say with that, um, we'll see you guys next time around. It was really great having you guys on. Thank you for yeah. having me. I loved it. Yeah, yeah that was course. so much fun. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. And you guys are welcome back on anytime. Thank you. Yay. Mm. So I guess with that, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.